Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Mums the Word listeners, it's Kaz Jaff here and we are on episode 56 talking all about the sacredness of birth with Dana Linson. Uh, Dana is a Canadian-born mother of three daughters and she originally moved to Holland in 1999 to continue her advanced studies at the Art Academy in Amsterdam, the Gerrit Rudfeld Academy. Art and creativity were always at the center of her life since her earliest days, but when she became pregnant with her first daughter in 2005, the focus of her life was forever transformed. Nothing she'd ever experienced so far was as remarkable or exciting as this first journey through pregnancy, the indescribable wild intensity of giving birth for the first time, and then, of course, becoming a mother. I'm very excited to um, have uh, Dana join us on this uh, episode and for you to hear her wisdom all about transcending into motherhood and also into that special realm and magical space that we all get to in birth. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Dana, I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. This is very special. Please introduce yourself to the Mums the Word listeners. Hey, Kaz. Um, hi, I'm, my name is Dana and um, I'm a doula. I live in Amsterdam. I'm the mother of three children, three daughters, uh, ages 11, 8, and turning six next week. And my focus with women and with birth is uh, the deeper, holistic, transformational aspects of birth. This is the most important thing for me, and this came through my own birth personal birth journeys. And it's the most important thing for me. 
Now, I can't wait to get into the depth of this and, and, yeah. and get um, more into it. Basically, if you could just tell everyone even more depth, um, what got you into the work that you're doing? I, I mean, I know the births were a super big inspiration, but um, yeah, we want to know more. Well, I always known I wanted to have children and I was very, I was always very into um, spirituality and I was a bit of a hippie growing up. But interestingly enough, when I got pregnant, I was just took the approach. Oh, I've got this. I'm going to do this. This is fine. This is normal, which it is. But I didn't do any reading. I didn't do any research. And I was pregnant in New York City. My husband was there for uh, art residency. And there it's very medical and very, um, yeah, very strict certain way of doing things. And I didn't really, I was the first of all my friends having a baby. So I didn't really have anybody to talk to about this. So I went to this fancy gynecological obstetrical clinic in Soho. And I was very, yeah, I just went with the flow. And then after the first five months, I went back to Amsterdam and it was completely different there. So there you go to a midwife and no doctors, it's totally different story, totally different scene. But interestingly enough, I was sort of settled in this New York City, very organized way that I sort of protested against this midwifery scene and ended up asking, actually asking to have a birth with a gynecologist in a hospital, which is, when I look back at it, completely crazy thing for me to do. But I also had the voice of my parents and my brothers in my ear, and they all come from a very traditional medical background, that um, this is how birth is done. And I really allowed those voices to take over for me. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I started to go to a wonderful yoga class. I think I was already seven months pregnant. And the woman, Lilith, she asked me, so who's your midwife? And I told her, I don't have a midwife. And she's like, impossible. You, you have to have a midwife. And then she's like, okay, one time a week isn't enough for you. You've got to come twice a week. And then I started to realize, oh my goodness, uh, what have I done? Like I didn't question I didn't think I was just going with this flow but at this point it felt like it was too late and I ended up um, having a hospital birth but me being me I was still very much in my power it was still a very 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 positive experience I remember the nurse being pregnant was so supportive and it was just so easily and essentially transported to another realm, even within the this world of the hospital and switching staff. And it was this amazing experience. Um, there was certain interventions, but I remember overall feeling loved, supported. And at one point, this doctor I'd never 
met came in and this doctor sort of looks at me on all fours and I'm trying to be polite. I look up and I'm like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, this sort of, you're not in your own space. So you feel like anyone who comes into your space is a guest somehow and you have to be on your best. And these are little things that I remember. And I remember the doctor saying, um, maybe, uh, she wants an epidural, you know, she's not Dutch, she's North American. And I remember thinking in that moment, yes, maybe that's a good idea. But in that moment, the nurse and um, my partner both instantly say, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, no. And that was the, the greatest thing that could have ever happened in that moment. And it taught me a lot, actually. I value and cherish this experience so much because it taught me how susceptible women are in this state, suggestion. Anything that they're told when they're vulnerable, you are their support. They're going to listen to you and it's going to affect them. So this was a huge, huge lesson for me. But of course, this is only in retrospect. And, um, even though the birth wasn't how I would encourage my present self or the woman I support to um, these same make the same choices, um, it was an overall positive experience. The real shift for me came with the birth of my second child, because my second daughter, I was much more aware. I did a lot of thought about the first experience and something, a reoccurring vision from my first experiences that I felt like a little helpless cork on a swelling sea. So I was felt totally out of control and I didn't know at all how to let go into these massive waves that were overcoming me. And I was just being sort of, thrown on these waves and I was at their complete mercy so the whole pregnancy my second pregnancy I found myself just saying to myself over and over again just let go just let go just let go and basically what happened the second I started to really go into labor for my second child was that voice kept on automatically repeating just let go just let go and yeah within an hour and 10 minutes my daughter was born at home with my husband and my midwife and it was what people would call an ecstatic birth and it was mind-blowing the transformation that occurred in me hormonally, emotionally, spiritually, um, having had a birth exactly the way I believe mother nature intends women to give birth. So although my first birth experience was a positive experience overall, there's no trauma. My second birth, the birth where I let go the birth where I really allowed my body and I really was present fully and aware of the process 
was it changed my life. And I think from that moment on began my heart calling to support women in finding their path and their voice and to make choices that suit them. And from then on, of course, I had my third daughter, even it was another beautiful, deep home birth experience. But each birth brought me deeper into understanding of this, what this birth state is. And having now supported many women um, in their own birth process, it's just going deeper and deeper and finding out actually who I am as a woman and who I am as a woman who supports women in birth through this sort of every journey takes me deeper. And what that finds, where that finds me now is that I realize that birth is a deeply, has deep healing potential for women, deep transformational potential that birth is not at all mundane and that we should sort of honor the birth process and honor the woman within her birth process. And the more we do this, the more, yeah, the woman not only can physiologically give birth in a supported way that, yeah, encourages what mother nature intends, but magic occurs also on many other levels. and. Yeah, that's what excites me, and that's where I like to focus my energy at the moment in this sort of helping women discover this thin space. I read an article recently where they say birth is this thin space where you have this access to this holy realm, this creative realm, where, yeah, we don't normally in our everyday state have access to but pregnancy and birth it's like a gift where we are sort of given this free pass this this key to this magical realm and this is where i like to watch the women i support go and i think that this is our birthright as women to um yeah have this gift I mean, we've definitely touched on this before in the podcast. It's almost like that space is, it's, it's so, yeah, it's like you say that realm. It's almost like that space between life and death, or there's something so deep about it that you are so almost out of your body where you say letting go. Um, that yeah, you don't get to touch that space very often. And I think that's what you're talking about. Um, and, you know, I think, yeah, when you've done that, you just want everyone to feel that, you know, because it's so, it's almost like a godliness in a way, right? It's, it's, you know, for whatever people mean that to be, but just, just getting back to where you were letting go and, and you were talking about letting go a lot with your, um, second, second birth. Do you think that ability to let go comes more from the trust that you know, you can do it because you did it before, or you think that's possible to be able to let go like that? for anyone to let go? I mean, what is the difference of why you didn't let go the first time? Well, I think that women in our society are not initiated into womanhood and this knowingness of our bodies, our sensuality, our sexuality, all those 
natural um, progressions into womanhood that would create a link to that knowingness. Mm -hmm. So in a way, we're deeply, as a society of women, disconnected to our bodies. We're disconnected to our elders, to our ancestors, to the story of birth. I mean, many of us have mothers who were themselves um, had their babies in hospitals, even their grandmothers, many of them in severely drugged states. So we're disconnected historically to our bodies, to the story of birth, and we're disconnected to our, yeah, our own embodiment. So it's not something that's actually intuitive. So for me, although I said, oh, I was this hippie and I really explored um, all these realms before birth, I had no no one to talk to about birth, actually. Mm-hmm. I had no link or relationship to this story of birth other than what I've read, which I was very lucky having read Ina Mae Gaskin starting from when I was 17 and discovering those books. But um, more or less, it's this massive disconnect. And I think as women, the earlier we get connected to birth and the earlier we get connected to our bodies and our sensuality and our sexuality, because I believe they're all linked, the easier it is to let go in the process. And I think it's also much easier to let go when the people who are supporting you have the same vision of birth as you do. Yeah. So, you know, I made the choice, or it wasn't even a choice. I went with this societal push to give birth in a hospital to be supported by strangers. So as a result, even though I'm a very strong person myself, I think that's what kept my whole birth experience positive. Um, yeah. I was disconnected from, essentially disconnected from the experience. And the second time around, I had the opportunity to reflect. And that's why I always say second births, even when the first birth was traumatizing, are gifts to women because you already have that autom- automatic sort of memory and um, understanding innately already of what birth is so your body's already sort of been through it and understand what's going to happen so then you have in a way more control because you just have to work on preparing yourself mentally spiritually and your body actually just takes over the second time around i mean i I think it's fantastic that you had that experience of being, let's say, not really awake in birth, Uh, you know, that that you of all people, I mean, you know, I'll share with the listeners, we're very close friends. And for me to hear that you went that obstetric route and that hospital route, and I mean, I can just see how easy it is for someone to do that. But for even you to fall into that, it's like, it just shows that, I mean, yeah, it it just lets you be in other people's shoes where they might be in that, in that, um, in that place as well. So I think it's like being a perfect transition for you as a doula because now you really, yeah, you can see it from all aspects. You've been there too, um, you know, but yeah, I just think, yeah, it's so far from where you are. Um, yes, it is. And actually, 
so it's actually so far from where I am, even though I have no regrets at all. No, no, it's a story. So yeah, much, yeah. But I don't even support women actually that give birth in hospitals anymore, and it's not even something that I've that. How do I put this? This is what the universe is giving and bringing to me now because this is so strong in me that birth is so natural and birth is so um, essential part of life and it's so private and it's so holy and sacred that um, the woman I draw even or the woman that I attract, the women who desire for my support are even if they have fears or even if they are unsure of where or how they want to give birth, they <laughs> they they usually all end up giving birth at home. So I'm so rarely in hospitals anymore and it's something I love and I'm very grateful for because um, it's been a very long journey as a doula also to be strong enough to know who I am and be clear about who I am and be, yeah, safe to say who I am and who I, what I feel about birth and what I feel birth is. And it's just, yeah, it's very special. No, very I think, I think you just feel more authentic, um, in, in supporting that type of birth right now. But I know that you've also had some amazing births that you've supported in hospitals as well. So for people that, you know, that might be not necessarily, you know, future clients for you or anything, but like in terms of uh, past births that you had, you can still have quite a sacred um, birth in a hospital. Like it is possible. Oh, definitely. One of the most beautiful births I've ever been in, and all births are beautiful, Absolutely. But I say one of the most powerful and sacred and transformational births I've seen for a mother, this amazingly deep process. So this birth was, um, yeah, sometimes births in Holland anyways want, have to be in the hospital. So, well, never have to, but for instance, she was way over 42 weeks and the pressure was getting too much for her. So she had to go and get induced and she was at peace with that. And, um, yeah, it feels like the angels just descended upon this birth. And in the end, it was a completely undisturbed birth in the hospital, her catching her baby by herself the midwife in a dark room just crouching in a corner. And this is a midwife that's has loads of experience. She's teaching more, is very rarely there, but she happened to be on shift. And it was an amazing birth experience because when you step into the hospital, you never imagine that the outcome will be a completely supported and undisturbed birth. And, you know, this woman, she kept her faith the whole time. She totally released into what, to this experience. And she sort of created the environment in the hospital where the whole hospital ended up supporting her to have the kind of birth that she needed, that she wanted, that 
she worked towards for so long. So even though in the end she had to go through this process of letting go of her expectations that she would not be giving birth at home, every the universe conspired to support her and in any case to have this ecstatic birth experience in the hospital. And I see that also over and over again as well with um, women for whatever reason end up in the hospital. And um, usually in those situations because, um, yeah, the protocol says that they have to be there for medical for medical reasons. So in Holland that's for VBACs or gestational diabetes. There's a long list of things, but it doesn't mean that you can't have the kind of birth that you imagined if you were at home. There's if your the work that you do is on the inside and if you sort of own your birth experience and you realize that you're the center of your birth experience and you're not going to let those voices distract you or um, lead you away from yourself, everything is possible. Magic happens everywhere in our world. And I've seen this so many times. No, I love you sharing that birth because I think that, you know, there are people out there listening who who know they have to have a hospital birth and it's just important to be reminded that, it can be super sacred and connected and you can still transcend. And yeah, I mean, that's really what we're talking about. So in talking more about this, sac- this sacredness of birth and I guess, you know, connecting to that spiritual side or another realm, what are some of the other things you wanted to share with the work that you do with clients? Or I know you wanted to touch also on the placentas. Well, more and more, what, what kind of work do I do? <laughs> A lot of women that, want me to support them ask me that question and I'm like hmm how do I answer that I am as you know as my good friend completely living spontaneously and in the moment generally and um, I change from day to day moment to moment depending on um, yes what I'm connecting to and what where my inspiration lies and I yeah I'm very I deal with every single woman I support as an individual so we always begin with sort of what where she is and what she needs but I'm also very clear about who I am and what kind of support I offer because I don't, I actually don't even call myself a doula anymore because I don't even know if that's accurate for me anymore. I sort of feel like, um, yeah, a birth priestess even sometimes because I feel like I'm holding the space of the holy and the sacred and that I'm there sort of witnessing and honoring and more and more are women asking me to sort of facilitate rituals for them and um, either healing rituals in preparation for the birth. So women that have suffered from traumatizing first births or second births or third births and who really want to 
yeah, take control of their birth experience and feel like they can manifest what it is they need and that they want to sort of, yeah, do something special around that. So I do a lot of rituals and blessing ways. And lately I've been um, doing a lot of work with the placenta because Actually, my view of the placenta has shifted a lot lately. With so much great information provided on each episode, we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy, healthy, and safe. For exclusive content, as well as show notes, links for everything we discuss on the episode, as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed, visit mumsthewordpodcast.com. Do you want to share a bit about the placenta work that that you've moved towards? I mean, I know you were doing a lot of encapsulation, and um, but now where has it shifted to? It's a really big shift, and I haven't really talked a lot about it yet, so I'm not really hesitant to talk about it, but it's very new for me. But as soon as I started working as a, as a doula or birth support, what started to happen was very quickly people wanted to have their placentas encapsulated and I was very excited about it. But what started to happen was that I would feel not good doing it. it mm-hmm. The feeling that I got was like a little bit like icky. I can't explain, but I would well, just... you have I, been vegetarian at different times in your life, so I can totally get that. I, but the whole process of doing it, it just didn't feel right for me. And it was something that I was in a bit of a struggle with because it's so um, popular and in vogue, yet my inner self was saying, no, like just no. And slowly I just start stopped answering women or not doing it anymore for the women I support. I still um, was doing raw smoothies and stuff like that but I completely stopped with encapsulation and this summer or actually this autumn I had the luxury of being in this beautiful birth gathering with healers birth healers from all over the world um and one of the themes was the placenta and it wasn't an official theme but these traditional healers and these traditional midwives from different corners of our world that are practicing in the ways their ancestors have practiced for generations and generations always brought up the placenta because the placenta is something so sacred to traditional cultures and as is a sacred aspect of the birth. This Maori shaman that I had the um, privilege to to meet, I asked him about the placenta, and I was really fascinated to hear that in Maori births, there's somebody there present at the birth specifically for the placenta. This beautiful Colombian shaman midwife his name is um, Ramiro, at this gathering, was talking about their culture's view of the placenta, which was very similar to this Maori man, that the placenta is actually the sort of like the blueprint for the soul of the baby. And it's so um, important in the birth process. 
So the midwife stamps the chest and the back with the placenta. And then he told us that this is sort of for the, for the earth, for Mother Earth to recognize this baby, this child, wherever it goes on the earth, the earth will welcome and recognize this child. And this, when I heard this, it resonated with me so deeply and I was so shocked because I sort of took my, this feeling that I had around the placenta and put it aside in a box saying, okay, I don't know how to deal with what's happening in our sort of progressive birth culture and how I'm feeling. So I'm not going to even be interested in this. And yet when he said this, and then when the Maori man this Maori shaman was saying, you know, when the colonizers came to our islands and they took away our traditional practices and we had generations where their placentas weren't honored, where their placentas weren't um, treated in the way that we have always treated the placenta, we call these generations the lost generations. Wow. So there's something, and this is very new for me, but there's something that is happening energetically with the placenta that our world doesn't honor or has lost the memory or has lost the link to. Of course, not everybody, but more or less collectively, culturally. And for me, it's very interesting to dive into this ancient knowledge and understanding and it feels so much better for me that now when we when I'm at a birth and I witness a beautiful birth that one of the things that we do is honor the placenta and this is a beginning of this journey for me and this is a continuation of what I was saying is that it's always these new layers that are peeling back and unfolding and also with the idea of conscious conception and helping women with their fertility but not just physiological also on a soul level getting in contact with their soul the soul of their child and also actually reconnecting with our own placentas and getting back on track with our own blueprint and our own sort of meaning and purpose in life. And we can't reclaim our placentas that have been thrown away when we were born, but we could definitely reconnect with them energetically. So this is all part of the work that I do now, which is why I feel like the word doula doesn't fully encompass Mm-hmm. who it is I'm unfolding to become as a birth worker and a worker with women in general. Yeah. No, it's super interesting. And I, I'm also trying to find the right word, but I think birth worker for now, it fits really well. Even priestess was a good one. Um, I'd love for you to share um, a quote or an affirmation, um, whether it's related to this or birth or transcendence or motherhood with the listeners. Okay. Well, 
I supported at one point uh, a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, in the birth of her first son. She's since moved to Spain and gave birth to her second son. Her name is um, Annette. And um, I loved her process. She taught me so much supporting her as well because she was so... Yeah, she really guided her own journey and she I felt like I was carried along on this beautiful wave of her, of her um exploration and her tender gentle energy and birth journey and um during her pregnancy she gave me a book that had inspired her deeply and interestingly enough, this book was probably, I'm not sure when it was written, I think in the 70s or 80s, and it was by um, a man, Le Boyer, Frédéric Le Boyer. And um, I find it interesting that his poems inspired me so deeply and really spoke to my heart about what birth is. And just on the back of the book, he writes, and I think it's so, it sums up everything so much. He writes, childbirth is the secret garden of women. You have to protect it. You have to make sure that no one enters it, having in mind to rob you, to take away from you what is your most precious birthright your greatest treasure, a fully conscious, enlightened delivery. And when I read that, I was just like, wow. This and also from a man, it just shows you these are completely universal, deep truths that birth is this secret, magical garden. And with the right eyes with the right view you have access every woman every single woman on this planet has access to that magical realm it's a question of allowing yourself to just enter into it and then the gift is yours and when you are in there's no doubt that the transformation occurs because this is the nature of this garden. It transforms. It, it creates a whole new us from, yeah, we're no longer who we were before. We transform. We become mothers. And, yeah, I've got a big smile on my face because I think, oh, there must be some mums out there listening that are about to give birth that are just getting super excited. <laughs> and I think it's really, yeah, it's it's very inspiring. Um, I'd love for you to share. I mean, I ask most guests this: if we could go back in time, or if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now, uh, your road to pregnancy, and I guess even just all the all the birth work that you've done and even the parenting experiences that you've had until now, what would you tell your younger self or would you want to share with new mums? Yeah, I would say 
birth and let me rephrase it what do i tell my daughters <laughs> that's also good so what do i tell my daughters i tell my daughters how birth is the greatest treasure how it might take you to your deepest core places that that are so deep within you you forgot they existed it might take you to the depths of um, what you thought you could handle or where you thought you could be stretched to. But every time you say yes, every time you make the choice to go forward, to trust, to release yourself into this, you just discover more and more of your power and potential. And this is all about just the trust, the letting go the letting go of fear, to connect with your ancestors, to connect with creation, to give yourself up to the spirit of birth, like the Holy Spirit of birth, to allow yourself to be, you know, supported in her ample arms because she can, she's seen it all. She's She knows everything. And when you give yourself up to her, it all, all the magic happens. So I would just say to my daughters, open your hearts completely to birth and to enjoy every moment of it, wherever it takes you, and to just release and, yeah, enjoy. I love birth. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, um, if you wanted to share some maybe invaluable resources, maybe a few books for women to help them on their journey. Have you got some that come to mind? You did mention the Ina Mae Gaskin books. And, yeah. and what was the name of the book that you shared the quote from? Oh, that was called Birth Without Violence. Mm -hmm. um, I like... There's a book called Sacred Birthing. It's not so easy to get, but I really like it. I like um, another book about mindful birth. I don't, I have to be honest, I don't actually, um, yeah, refer books so much anymore. But books are very essential for especially um, first-time mothers. Mm -hmm. I find them really valuable but what I could do is send you a list of all my most treasured books yeah that would be great and I'll include them in the show notes as well so um for the listeners so um they get that in the newsletter so really one more question I wanted to ask was how can people best get in touch with you and find out more about your services and what you're doing and and let us know all your links well um mostly yeah mostly women call contact me through word of mouth. I'm actually never got around yet to completing my website. And this is after years and years and years of working as a birth keeper. But um, I do have a Facebook page that I'm quite active with. So mm -hmm. that's MamaWise Puntanel. And um, I do uh, very regular birth circles and women's circles and actually we're going to be starting them again at your chiropractic practice mm -hmm. that's true at well-being in amsterdam that's right i'm so, very excited 
excited about starting that again. And these are very, very, very um, special circles that have also evolved a lot over, I think, three years, two, two or three years of doing them. And they're monthly, or we're going to try to do them a little bit more, um, gatherings that are really about getting in touch with yourself, listening to yourself, sharing with other women, um, and, yeah, really connecting to your pregnancy, your birth, and, um, yeah, they're beautiful. And tell me, what's your email, Dana, for people oh. to reach you? It's Dana at mamawise.nl. Okay, great. And I'll put yes. that on the show notes as well. Well, I've really loved this episode. I've also liked the debut from your little one coming in a few times. So, um, you know, this is real, this is real motherhood and this is real raw podcasting at its finest. Um, you know, we're two mums and hoping our kids are asleep in bed and here we are recording well, for the benefit of the rest of the world and the birth community to share. So, first tooth tonight. Yeah. So. Super exciting. I totally get it. And she's trying to stay awake for the tooth fairy. So, <laughs> so cute. Even though it's very late, you know, it's the tooth fairy. It's a yeah. Big deal. yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope the tooth fairy comes. Yeah. And, um, and um, well, thanks for your time. Thanks for making it happen. And I uh, really can't wait to share the episode. Thank you, darling. I love you. Love you. Thank you for doing the podcasts. They're <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Bye, Han. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.